0: Welcome to Seize Your Mind, the podcast about soccer, mental toughness, and life. I'm your host, Brandon Stone. Today's guest, Quincy Amaragua. Quincy, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Quincy, if for y'all who don't know, (laughs) has been an MLS player for 11 years. Uh, He started off in 2009 with the San Jose Earthquakes. Been with the won the MLS Cup with the Colorado Rapids in 2010. He went to Canada with Toronto FC, Chicago Fire, back to San Jose, back to Canada to Montreal and DC United. He also in 2017 was the MLS Comeback Player of the Year, and he also co-owns a brand called Perfect Soccer. Yes, sir. Tell me about how you've gotten to where you are now. Let's get some of uh, your history. How did did you fall in love with the game? And uh, let's go from there.
1: Okay, yeah. So uh, I started playing the game, I'd say like officially playing at three years old. My dad's Nigerian. uh, Immigrated here from Mawari, Nigeria. So um, I always say, you know, soccer's the most popular sport in the world everywhere other than America, right? So um, uh, that was my introduction to it. And, and uh, it was a way for, for my father and myself to, you know, um, bond and create a connection from a young age. And um, that went from just playing locally, call it, we call it Nigerian league at the local, local park or local college, uh, every Saturday we'll, we'll meet up and it's just open and free to anybody and everybody who shows up. And uh, that's where I started kind of like the whole, the whole career and then that went into you know AYSO, then uh, club, then high school, then uh, then college, then eventually pro. So that's kind of the the quick version of how I got introduced to the sport and and um, and and the path that it's led me on. Did you have siblings growing up? Yeah. So I have uh, i have, there's four of us. So I have three sisters. I'm the eldest of four. So. Um, yeah, talking about seize your mind and having a strong mindset and mentality. You, you must have one to survive a, a, a House of house of females and being the, the eldest and only boy. So uh, that, that definitely was i a, 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 I'd say off the field training that helped me in my on the field pursuits.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, must have been interesting. Did your dad play professionally?
1: Oh, no. My dad, uh, my dad plays just, you know, uh, recreationally for fun. Um, he's a, he's an engineer, electrical engineer by trade. And um, uh, I'd say the, the athletic one in the family was my mother. So uh, I, if, if, if I got my athleticism from anyone, it was definitely my mother. not my father.
0: <laughs> did your mom play soccer? All right. I, Back. I she did basketball and track.
1: I said, yeah, my mom, my mom uh, did ba- basketball and track. And then, um, what did I say? I said, my mom, my mom did basketball and track, and my dad just played soccer, like, for fun, for fun? just uh, recreate, for fun, like, recreational. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you got your speed from your mama?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice. speed, and coordinate, speed and coordination from my mother.
0: Cool. Um, did you always want to be a pro growing up? No, not not at all. Uh,
1: and I think that usually, because of that, that caused a lot of problems for me at the professional level, because when people would ask me that I'd answer the same way. No, not at all. And that's, I think it's considered blasphemous and disrespectful to a lot of guys, but it's just my truth and, uh, you know, talking about mental strength and mentality. The uh, a thing I speak to a lot is the three S's of self awareness in terms of building the, the mentality that I have, because I do a lot of mental strength coaching and training. And uh, and because of that, it created a lot of opportunities for me to, to figure out how to overcome. And um, <laughs> it's making me think, think back to what my process was. I just really enjoyed and loved playing the game of soccer. I approached it as a, I'm going to, my focus was, When I step off the field, I will not regret having been able to give more effort or more focus to the game because this could be the last, this could be the last moment, the last minute, the last kick, the last play. So every single moment and second on the field could be my last and I played with that understanding and because that was my focus and how I played the game for so long, eventually professional became an option for me but I was never looking at the game as something to pursue at the professional level. Um, and, Where did that um,
0: mindset come from? Like of, of you
1: know. I'd say it was a, a culmination of a lot of things. Uh, one being the, you know, the firstborn of a, of a, an, uh, an Igbo, an Ebo man, an immigrant, right? It, it was, uh, in many ways, in many ways the household was, Uh, Little Nigeria in terms of like how it was approached right that was my dad's first like experience in America my mother was my mother was uh, born and raised in Superior Montana so she also come from a small from a very small town and um, her father was born and raised on an Indian reservation so it's a very uh, and my grandmother was a was German so they had immigrated over here as well too so the mentality and mindset is very much of a you know figure it out, don't make excuses, pull yourself up you know, by your bootstraps type of mentality. And, um, and uh, I think that coupled with the experiences I had a, at a young age, one going back home to Nigeria and seeing, seeing where my dad literally came from, seeing where my cousins were still at and what opportunities they did not have access to just simply because of where they were born in the world compared to me here in the States. Um, when I got back, um, I think this was at nine years old, about nine, uh, was my first trip there. I was in my room and I just, I came to the realization and understanding that I'm extremely blessed and lucky to be in America. And just for that alone, I could never look my dad in the eyes and tell him something would be too difficult or I couldn't figure it out because I know I'd be lying to him. So I made the decision that
0: I won't, I won't make Bad signal right there. Um, Okay, you're back on now. Sorry. Uh, Am I back? So you said uh, you could never look your dad in the eyes and, you know, say you basically... Yeah, I can't.
1: Yeah, that I couldn't figure something out. Because saying that um, that that would be a lie looking seeing where he came from seeing where my mom came from and trying to and seeing where I'm starting and to say that I could uh would be a lie and then I'd say you know that's that's where it kind of started and then at 12 I broke my femur Hmm. which essentially ended my career right my soccer career and I think that further solidified to me that there is no guarantee of tomorrow, let alone no guarantee in five minutes from now, 10 minutes from now. So I'm either going to be 20 years old, 30, 40, or I'll be dead, right? It's like, I'm going to make it to that time or I'm going to be dead. So when I get there, I do not want to look at myself in the mirror and regret having could have done more or tried harder or, or put more focus time or energy into it. I can be okay with not being good enough or not knowing enough or not being fast enough or strong enough or smart enough or capable enough or whatever. I can be okay with that, but I will not be okay with, uh, I will not be okay, nor will I accept not giving full effort to whatever it is that I'm pursuing. And effort doesn't just mean running like a total idiot on the field into into the goalposts, but it does mean if that is necessary to give ourselves the best chance to win today, that is what I'm doing. And right. if focus and energy means completely nullifying the defensive midfielder and not, not letting him play his game, which will disrupt the other team, so we have opportunities to score and win, and I don't get on the score sheet, and nobody even recognizes me on the field, and everybody thinks I'm the worst player, but it gave our team the best opportunity to win, and that's my focus as well too so um that hopefully gives a bit of a context as to my mentality probably like where it started how it developed and then from there it's just been the the aggregate of my experiences over time and the conversations and insights i've learned from the hundreds of teammates i've had over the course of my career
0: now not not many people get to have that gift to go see a third world country and realize what people in america have and, uh, you know, and it's not their fault, like they just don't know any better. But um, paint a little bit better of a picture of what it was like there for, for some of the people listening who like don't realize how good we have it here. Oh, uh, you know, I don't. I think most people don't,
1: people can't really grasp the concept of not having access to clean water and spending half of your day alone walking six miles to go get it. And then, and then back, you know, six miles, 10 miles, 15 miles to get it and bring it back. Right? Like that alone is a precious, precious resource that many people around the world only focus and main, main means of like operating a day is just seeking that out and finding that. And that's something that we like, we pee into. And flush away you know and yeah and like people don't take the time to even think about that because this is so normal like and it's a good thing that this is normal but it's not a good thing that we uh, it's not a good thing that it's not a good thing when we don't understand the need for empathy and experiences beyond what we know and I guess my experiences and the, the things that I've, I've gone through personally and the things I've seen many teammates, family members and stuff go through personally uh, is a reminder to me to use my platform as a, as a vehicle to share that reminder with others. So hopefully that they, those who might not have access to having those experiences can know that those experiences exist. Uh, the decisions that they make are impactful. They influence the people around them. And not everybody's experience is the same as yours. Um, For better or for worse. And uh, I think it's important that we recognize that at the end of the day, we're all human and there's ups and downs with it. And there are people, I don't think everybody hears it. There's someone who would die to be in the position that you have right now. And that might be just being in America, access to clean water. Right. being a professional athlete who's been playing at this level for ten plus years, right? So, looking looking at it from a bottom up perspective, not a top down. Uh, what uh, uh, what do I have access to, and what 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 resources are available to me? Not what don't I have access to, and everyone else has more, and it's their fault, and it's and it's not fair. So, it's
0: choosing to see basically choosing what to focus
1: on. Yeah, choosing, and that's really important. Most people think they have no power or no control, but you have power and control over what you choose to focus on. I'm not saying that the experience won't be difficult. I'm not saying that things won't be hard. I'm not saying that there isn't systemic uh, discrimination or issues or problems, right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if that's where you are and that's your experience, do you still get to choose what you focus on, focus on and what you invest your time in? Yeah. And yeah, that's that's a message that I believe is true for every human and one that we can all forget at times because we get caught up in, we get caught up in ourselves, we get caught up in our egos, we get caught up in our ambitions, And I think that's also human too. That's part of the human experience.
0: Yeah, and I I believe a lot of times we don't even realize it. And one of the things you talked about in one of your talks that I watched was self-awareness and knowing yourself. How do you um, become more self-aware? How can our listeners become more self-aware? What suggestions do you have?
1: Well, I'll give you the... I'll give you the first one is go to perfectsoccerskills.com SSS and you can watch the three S's of self-awareness talk that um, you're referencing right now, which really breaks down the process of becoming self-aware if you're not self-aware already or um, uh, uh, practicing your self-awareness because um, that can get, that can be a pretty long conversation. But I think some main takeaways is being, being mindful that it is a choice. You're choosing to be self-aware, you're choosing to be oblivious. And most people say ignorance is bliss. Uh, Ignorance may be bliss aware of that. It can become overwhelming. It can also become daunting and a reason why most people choose not to focus on those things. Whether they choose not to uh, invest in themselves, but I think, and um, the generations that are going to come after us.
0: I lost you a little bit, and you said um, you can choose not to invest yourselves, and then
1: what after Oh yeah, so, um, so basically, you're investing. You're investing whether you believe it, whether you think you are or aren't, right? It's just becoming aware of how you're investing. And what you're investing is your time. And you're investing your time in distractions and things that are not making you a more productive human being, or you're investing in things that are. There's really no, you have no choice in that other than choosing, choosing uh, yeah, other than, other than your focus. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned is acceptance is the key, acceptance of your situation, your circumstances, your current limitations, um, the access that you have available to you right now, but it does not define what you're capable of becoming. It doesn't mean that you can't be more. It doesn't mean that you can't become less. It doesn't mean anything more than what you choose it to mean for you. And I suggest, or my recommendation, especially when top talk with players and people, is choose something that is meaningful to you, that means something to you. Draw from it what you want. Um, because at the end of the day, it's your time, it's your life, right? And we don't know how much of it that we have. And um, I think the thing that I, Choose to uh, avoid is is regret, right? Regretting the choices that I make. I I look at it like I made the choice for a reason. I I may not have had all the information. I might not have had it all figured out. I might not have uh, done it perfectly. But I know that I was thoughtful in the decision that I made. I was I was I was in I, I took. I took the time to do the research and educate myself, and um, and then from there, it's it's a it's a letting go. Also, understanding that you're not in control of everything as well, too, right? It's uh, tai chi. I talked about that. I talked about that with Earl, right? It's uh, ebbs and flows, energy, you know. Yeah. And whether you're religious or spiritual or not or anything, at the end of the day, we're you know we're all connected. It's an energy. There is energy and we're talking about where we're focusing our energy
0: yeah yeah Um, i guess accepting that the accepting of realizing that you do have a choice to to grow or not to grow and you're if you're not growing then by default or yeah, if you're not growing, then by default, it means you're going the other way.
1: Uh, but Okay, and, but this is good. But regardless, you're growing. You're always growing.
0: Oh, that's deep. Because you're learning.
1: No matter. Correct. No matter what you're growing. It's just which direction you want to grow in. And either people are going to decide the direction you grow in for you or you'll decide for yourself. But you're not avo- you, you're not avoiding you're not you can't avoid the process. It's happening.
0: Yeah. Good point. Good point. Let's pivot a little bit into some of the skills that made you an, a a better player than than most. What I know, mindset's very important to you. Giving it your all. Your you know. You know making sure that there was no regret at the end of the 90 minutes that, you know, you you had left it all on the field. Um, What would you do, what lessons did you learn along the way to help build your confidence on the field?
1: Uh, The lessons I learned to build confidence is to be prepared. And preparation means preparation for Anything and everything you can think of, especially the things you can't. <laughs> All right. So it's more so acknowledging that there are limitations to yourself and and recognizing when your ego is the reason why you're not moving forward or progressing. And that can become very difficult. It, and it is very difficult to navigate and to, to learn. And that comes with, making mistakes and preparation for me is, uh, is maximizing the mistakes you've made before the time has come to execute. Elaborate. So, so, uh, Okay. All right. Oh, fun fact, something that you didn't mention in the thing. I also had a stint with New York Red Bulls, right? Oh. Um, so I was signed with them for officially, I think for two weeks before I traded to Toronto. Um, and that's a whole nother story. But while I was there, it was with Henri and Juninho, right? And Juninho is a free kick specialist, right? Man could hit the ball in such a manner that it would be up and over the wall. And there's nothing a keeper could do is, uh, nine out of 10 shots in training would go in right now anyone is capable of doing that but not everyone is capable of doing it and let's say in order to get to that level of proficiency you have to kick the ball 10 million times and that's it you just kick it 10 million times most people if they start might get to 50,000 you know and then quit and be done and say oh it's impossible no one can do it whatever but there's one guy in one guy one girl in 10 million that will kick the ball 10 million times and get to that level of proficiency right which means it probably messed up nine million nine hundred and ninety thousand times before he then became a master at that particular skill set so for me in order to be prepared for when your opportunity comes to let's say be on the field and score that goal. If I said, well, if you kick the ball 900, times before you stepped on the field, you're guaranteed to score that goal. Most people aren't committed to doing that. But if I'm saying, if someone could tell me that that would guarantee that I'll score the goal and win then I guess the decision has already been made for me. And I'm either about that action and I'm gonna do the work or I'm not. And if I'm not gonna do the work, then I'm being self-aware and honest. That's not me, that's not what I'm willing to do. And I am either going to do something else or I'm going to spend my time focused on figuring out a different way of accomplishing the same goal. But at the end of the day, I'm taking responsibility for my role in my process and I'm taking responsibility for if it works and most importantly, which is what most people miss out on, when it doesn't work. And that's what I think most people are missing.
0: If you you just quit or if you change your strategy a little bit, basically.
1: but, But if you change your strategy, that's okay. Right, it's okay to change your strategy. Okay, so for instance, let's use that as a specific example. If in my, we talked about things you think about and don't think about. What I'll do when I'm starting out in something new, I don't know if I have to kick the ball 10 million times to be able to do what Juninho does. I'll just decide that I think if I do 10 million, I put myself in a great opportunity to be able to do it. Right, so at least when we can get there and go, like, yeah, 10 million times. If after 10 million shots, I can't do that, then I need to quit and do something else, right? So right now and right there, I can already plan. I could break that down. How many shots do I need to take per day to get to 10 million? And I could make that plan take me a hundred years, which means I'll get there. I could also make that plan one day, which means my leg might fall off, right? Before I get there. So then now we've got at least context In a frame to come up with a plan. And then from there, we can now decide, all right, if I kick the ball 10,000 times every day over the course of this long, I'll get to 10 million, right? But while you're doing that every single day, you're also gaining experience. Six months in, you have tens of thousands more reps kicking the ball than you did at day one. So by month six, you'll be able to know what you didn't know when you started and you can self reflect and you can go actually now that I realize it and what I'm learning and watching films of other people who are free kick specialists and spending a little bit of extra time focused on my nutrition and stuff on the side and this and that and the other, I don't need to get to 10 million. I need to get to 5 million and I don't need to get to 5 million kicking it just this way. I need to get to 5 million kicking it these five different ways. So a million this way, a million that way, a million this way, a million that way. So now you're starting to refine it down. But to get started, you have to be committed and willing to do something that nobody else is willing to do. A great place to start is talking to everybody you know. And when they say that's impossible, that would never work. That's where you're starting. If you're wanting full clarity, right? Like, and then being committed to working to get to 10 million, knowing that you'll get there eventually. And when you do, You'll either look back and go like, ah, man, I should have done, it really should have been 20 million, or it should have been, uh, I should have done 10 million free kicks. I should have done 10 million juggles of the ball. But at least at that point, you have that knowledge and that understanding. And then you can decide to go down the path again and learn and to grow. So it's, that's why I say opportunity. There's always an opportunity it's deciding which oppor- what opportunities you can see now and which ones you're committed to seeing through to the end. And that all comes down to mindset and you got to seize your mind, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess basically you have to realize when you're failing over and over and over, you have to know that it's for, there's good coming out of it, even though in the moment it feels like crap.
1: Yes. Yes, and it, but it only will come if you stay committed to it long enough, and it might not ever come. And you have to be okay with that too, which ties back to acceptance, and which is why, you see, the P, the P in Progure Soccer stands for passion. I say I define life as work because most of your life is work, and I want my work to be my passion, and passion to me is what I would be doing whether or whether or not I was paid to do it. If I'm spending most of my life on my work and my work is my passion and it's things that I'm doing and I'm enjoying and I wanna be a part of whether or, whether or not I'm getting paid. If I get to 30, if I get to 40, if I get to 50 and I didn't become the world's, you know, the best teammate of all time, right? I at least spent my time doing something I was passionate about and I, and I, uh, I wanted to be a part of and participating in. Right, so then it's a win-win. At the how can I lose? And that's a big reason why I say hey, MSL Mental Strength League. You can't stop us. Like we're focused on things we're passionate about, and we're doing it whether you pay us or not. So there's nothing that you're holding over our head that can prevent us from from continuing to do the work that we're doing, which gives us a massive advantage over our competition. And most people say your haters, your competition. Yeah, okay, your haters are are also energy, and they're 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 designating their energy to you. You should be grateful for (laughs) others. You should be thankful to them because they also have the same, they also are limited in what they have like you, time. And they're using their time and their attention and they're dedicating it and investing it in you. So why not? So so, uh, they're dedicated and investing it in you. Time that they might not ever, they'll
0: never get back. So why wouldn't you be grateful and thankful of that? When they could be perfecting their craft and getting better than you, but instead they're <laughs> yeah they're perfecting the craft of investing in you.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, uh,
0: those are all mentality shifts, right? Man, I was and, about to say like that's that's yeah. that's a great example of just perspective. Like seeing someone that something that most people would think is negative but putting a different set of lenses on and seeing the positive of it. Like you do that with everything in your life, like you'll be unstoppable. A hundred percent. That's why I'm,
1: I'm going, Hey, these are lessons and things that I learned through my experience. So I, I, I feel it's the most valuable experiences that I could share. So why, why wouldn't I, Um, You know like we live in a time where like I just don't think we can even conceptualize how how uniquely blessed we are to be in this moment in time though I can see how it can it's a very difficult time for a lot of people like myself included it's it's a very difficult time right but I think the the opportunity that sits in front of us and the the greatness that we as humanity can tap into is also unprecedented, right? Like me and you are talking on, me and you are talking through a platform in real time, sharing life lessons and experiences that took that, that took some people a lifetime to accumulate, and. Sp- and it may have spent millions upon millions of dollars to acquire and to, uh, yeah. And we just have access to it just yeah. just at, a, at, at an instant. And talking, setting context to what we were talking about earlier in terms of like some, pe- some humans existence of half their day in time is invested in finding clean water. In, yeah, in one hour of time, we can have access to uh, amounts of experience and knowledge that some people invested 10, 20, 30 years of their life in pursuing and doing. And there you go, got it, bang. So it can be, become very easy for us to, to lose sight of how valuable this is, how, how grateful we, we should be even considering and understanding the difficulties that, that plague many individuals and everybody at different points in time in the, in their in the process. Cause I, I look at it like a process. So,
0: I guess a great example with that would be, let's say you have a, a painting on your wall. When you first get that painting, you know, you're in awe, you cherish it, you value it. Six years later, you don't even see it when you come in the room anymore. But it's still a Picasso.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it,
1: it's true. So uh, I think that's what's, I think it's very difficult for individuals who might not have gotten to high levels of careers or professions to think, like, no, that would never be me. You know, I'd get there and uh, it, it's easy to, for you to say, you got all this money and you do this and you have that and you have this and you have that. And it's going like, I can understand why people may believe that and think that, but if we just look at our level and where we are right now, if you are someone who can take for granted the things that are around you right now, there are people in this world who have a fraction of what you have, regardless of where you are. If you are able to listen to this conversation right now, over the internet. That means you have access to the internet. That means you have access to a phone. It doesn't matter if it's not the newer. The, either the support system, the mental framework, the capacity, the ability to receive this message and understand it and potentially apply it in your, in your world, in your local market, in your environment. That alone puts you at a at a huge advantage to a large percentage of the populations of humans on this earth. So, And in humans, like, compared to 100 years ago, too, like, th- And that's, there you go. And that's where I'm saying, like, the, the, the point in time that we're existing right now, I know we can look at it and say, like, this is very scary. This is difficult. This is horrible. Um, sorry, a uh, call came through. Um, I know we can look at it, this is very scary. This is difficult. This is horrible. We can look at all of those things. And like I said, what you focus on is a choice. I'm saying if we focus on the history of humanity. Compared to the history of humanity. The information and the opportunities we have access to right here in the fact that we're listening to each other talking on this phone right now is greater than 99.9% of all of human history. Regardless of where you're starting at here right now today. That's a fact. That's true. You might not like that. You might not. Yeah, you might not like the sound of that you might not. You might not want to agree with it. But it's true. It's a true statement. And the more we can accept that, the the better chance we actually have to improve the situation in front of us right now. And that's what I try my best to convey in as few of words as possible without going on too long of uh, rants or tangents and stuff. But that's also been my process of learning how to refine these ideas, these concepts, these experiences that, you know, I've learned over the course of, you know, an 11 year, uh, 11 plus year professional soccer career, as well as, you know, just life experiences uh, off the field as well, too.
0: Yeah, for our listeners to be able to get some of the knowledge from those 11 years condensed into one hour that would take people 11 years to figure out on their own. Like that in itself is, is amazing. And uh, one of the other things you talk about is accepting responsibility of your, you know, whether you see, whether you choose to see the good or whether you choose to not give up, after many, many rejections, or whether you choose to learn to go and realize you do have a cell phone, you, there's information at your fingertips, you can get better at things, you can learn things, but you have to be responsible for it. Yes,
1: yes, and, and I think most people are scared of responsibility because they're scared of what happens if it doesn't work out. What are people going to say about me? What are they going to think? What, you know, what? Most people aren't thinking about you. That's that's what you got to understand. Most people aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. And uh, the amount of, I think, wasted human potential in thinking about what other people think about them is massive, massive. And if we can just get a, it would, now I talk about put my VC hat on, right? If we can get a just a a 5% market share of all the self-doubt and negative talk of, of humanity and invest that in investing in personal responsibility, imagine what the world could become five years, 10 years from now, 20 years from now.
0: Um, and you I spoke earlier about the ego, and I can see how, like, the fear of being a failure when you fail at something and that's where the, the wrong thinking, you are a failure because you failed at something. You failed at something. Don't make it part of your ego. Yeah, you're a failure. We're all
1: failures. We're the results of the failures of those who came before us. That's, that's
0: what we I lost you there for a
1: second were the results of uh, that's a that's okay. Can you, can you hear me. All
0: right, I think you're back now. Yeah, we're the results of the, all the failures of the past humanity.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're the results of the all the failures of, of, of uh, past humanity. Right. You're the results of all the failures you've ever made in life. That's what you are, your successes are, is success is what you decide is successful for yourself as a result of making mistakes and making mistakes is failure. So success, uh, failure is required for success. So if you want to be a success, you have to be a failure. If you want to be happy, you have to be okay and find a way to see the positives in failure. If not, you're gonna feel like a failure all the time. And that's what people want to avoid feeling. So it comes back again to acceptance. Accept that you're a failure and that is okay. And you you're setting out to fail more, because failing more means you're making progress. And making progress means you're moving forward away from your past failure. And now you can hopefully use self-awareness to self-reflect, look at your past failures and come up with a plan to move forward more productive than you were when you first started. But if you accept who you are, what you stand for, and choose what you focus on, and you you choose to focus on things you're passionate about, again, it's a win-win because you're either going to be 10 years older, 10 years from now, or you're going to be dead. So making it simple, keeping it simple. And Keeping it simple is the best way to set yourself up for success. And I, I think many corporations, branding, marketing, sales has done a great job in making things seem like they're a lot more complicated than they need to be to justify their existence and to justify why you should pay them more money versus someone else and all that kind of stuff, right? Like, that's... That's a whole nother conversation on the other side, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That I'm sure we can get into you. But the main thing is saying, okay, those systems and mechanisms exist and we have to participate in them or at least, or at least they're influential in our process or life. So you, some people say, I opt out and I don't participate. Okay. You don't have to participate, but it is influential in some capacity um, in your life. So those are truths. And... I think when we, if we, if and when we understand the influence that we possess within ourselves in terms of our just willingness to make decisions and take responsibility for the decisions that we make, I think our, I think our potential is limitless. And so
0: how do you get over that fear of making mistakes? But then also it's like, cause a lot of people are, they end up doing nothing. But they don't realize that doing nothing is still doing something.
1: Yes. Okay, so the way you get over it is you force yourself to do it. Or you choose to do it. So at least maybe do a small version of it. At the very least. I think I did a an episode. I forget what it was. I think it was episode like eighty one or eighty two. They asked a soccer pro show, so I go live every Thursday talking about mentality, MSL, and breaking it down on the Perfect Soccer Instagram account. And uh, the title of that episode is "What if I pee myself while I'm on the field?" Right, and I, I, a kid called in and said, "You know, I have an I have anxiety and a fear that I'm going to pee on myself on the field, like, and it's affecting my game, and I can't." focus and I can't this and I can't that and I I really like that question because I said well I'll tell you what I would do if I were you right so it's just me and one is I would just go out there and I'd pee on myself I'd just go and pee on myself in the field and just get it over with and then I'm sure then I told him I said and then what because let's think about it negative visualization what's the worst that's going to happen oh they're going to call me pee pee boy Oh, uh, there's Quincy Pee Boy. He peed on himself. Uh, the girls and everyone's going to snicker and point at me and laugh and say that I'm, I pee on myself and that I smell and some other people and all that. Yeah, okay. So that's the worst that have. Or and then maybe and they kick me out of the school because I peed on myself, right? So I'm saying, like, projected to the most negative, am I going to die? No. So. I go, I'm just going to go pee on myself and then the next day I'm going to show up with a t-shirt on that says Pee-Pee boy and I brand myself as Pee-Pee boy and everyone will know I'm Pee-Pee boy, which means everybody knows me. So if everyone's pointing and laughing, they're directing their energy and focusing to me and they're building up my brand. And everybody knows Pee boy. What's P boy known for? Oh, that's a kid he peed all over himself on the soccer field. They'll be like, yeah, he did, but he's actually pretty good at soccer. Or actually, he's terrible at soccer. Yeah, he is, but he keeps trying. Let's go watch him because it's fun to watch him just fail. What I tell you, you fail enough times, you're going to become successful. If you get good at being pee-pee boy and everyone pointing and laughing at you, maybe you're a good comedian. Pee-pee boy is your comedian name. And you use that to build a, a connection with the local artist. And then you can tell the story about how, yeah, you just went out there, I peed on myself. What are you going to do? That's funny. People laugh. There's value in that. There's value in making people laugh and and there's more value in it in learning how to be okay with people laughing at you. And that's a mentality. And, and that's the way in which I, I look at most people call them problems. I call them temporary obstacles. So I look at temporary obstacles and figure out a way how to navigate around it. And I, you can make your weaknesses, your strength, but you have to be committed. And to that, and you have to understand it. it's going to take time and, and uh, discipline, right? And those are the three S's of self-awareness. Self-honesty, honest with yourself, self-initiative, take action, self-accountability, uh, discipline. You practice those three things over a long enough period of time. You'll make enough mistakes to self-reflect, see what went wrong and how to do better the next time. And you'll start to elevate yourself, become more productive over time and realize that a lot of the things that may have held you back or you were anxious or scared of or worried about were just the boogeyman right? It was yourself. Um, It was an idea you, you, you made for yourself to limit yourself unknowingly, self-sabotage. Fantasy. Yep. I mean, think about it. Think of the world that surrounds us today, just today. This started in the mind of someone at some time in the past.
0: Everything started from an idea
1: correct and an ability to to gather people around a an idea and and be committed and dedicated to seeing that idea to its to its fruition but it only came because people were committed and dedicated to it for long enough and when you can't fully see the whole process it takes to get from idea to final product, and you're just experiencing final product, that's where you can lose sight as to what's actually necessary to create it, sustain it, maintain it, let alone properly value what it is that you're participating in.
0: Yeah, I mean, how many times do you look at a light bulb and think of the I don't remember what the number is. It's some huge number of filaments that Thomas Edison failed at before he finally got the right one. We don't even. We just think of the 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 one that worked.
1: Yep. You Just go. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a light bulb. He, everyone goes that. Everyone understands that. And you're like, now this dude was probably called crazy and idiot and stupid for decades. You know, I don't know how long. He's
0: a peepee, until pee-pee boy of, a of sudden- this generation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <the pee-pee> boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah sorry another uh, call came through yes he's the pee boy of his generation 100% and now we talk about him like a, a genius amazing his story lives on you know I'm pretty sure while he was going through it this was not the phrase and the way that people were speaking about him You know, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty certain, especially with my experiences and the conversations and things I've heard over the course of my career. that that is the experience of most people who are setting out to do something that people have never seen or experienced before.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edison's legacy shines brightly and so will those who don't give up. Yes, sir. Quincy, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been so much fun for me. Um, really enjoyed getting to dive a little bit into your mind and see what makes you tick.
1: Thanks, brother. I, I appreciate you reaching out and having me. Um, yeah, man. I'm sure we, I'd, I'd love to do it again. So let me know what what, epi, what episode number you think I'm coming back. I'm coming back for. This one was
0: thirty one. Uh, still, fifty-one. Okay,
1: I like that. I'm back. I'm back for fifty-one. All right. Um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate the opportunity, man. And um, uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be talking here more in the future. And I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing,
0: seeing the the podcast how it does, man. Cool. Thank you. I'll be in touch. Have a great day.
1: Awesome. You too.